0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Korean Fairy Tales and this is called an encounter with an hobgoblin. This one interests me because we have hobgoblins too. I got myself into trouble in the year Pyeongsin and was locked up. A military man by name of Cha who was captain of the guard, was involved in it and locked up as well. We often met in prison and whiled away the hours talking together. On a certain day, the talk turned on goblins, when Captain Chow said, When I was young, I met with a hobgoblin, which, by the fraction of a hair, almost cost me my life. A strange case, indeed. I asked him to tell me of it. When he replied, I had originally no home in Seattle. But hearing of a vacant place in Belt Town, I made application and got it. We went there, my father and the rest of the family occupying the inner quarters, while I lived in the front room. One night, late, when I was half asleep, the door suddenly opened, and a woman a woman came in and, and just stood, just stood before me. Right before the lamp. I saw her so clearly, and knew that she was from the home of a scholar friend, for I'd seen her before and had been greatly attracted by her beauty, but had never had the chance to meet her. Now, seeing her enter the room thus, I greeted her gladly, but she made no reply. I arose to take her by the hand, when she began walking backwards, so that my hand never reached her. I rushed towards her, but she hastened her backward pace, so that She eluded me. We reached the gate, which she opened with a rear kick, and I followed on after, till she suddenly disappeared. I searched on all sides, but not a trace was there of her. I thought she had merely hidden herself and never dreamed of anything else. On the next night, she came again and stood before the lamp, just as she had done the night before. I got up and again tried to take hold of her, but again, she began her peculiar pace backwards, till she passed out the gate and disappeared just as she had done the day before. I was once more surprised and disappointed, but did not think of her being a hobgoblin. A few days later, at night, I had lain down, when suddenly there was a sound of crackling paper overheard from above the ceiling. A forbidding creepy sound, it seemed, in the midnight. A moment later, a curtain was let down and divided the room into two parts. Again, later, a large fire of coals descended right in front of me, while an immense heat filled the place. Where I was, seemed, all on fire, with no way of escape possible. In terror for my life, I knew not what to do. On the first cock cock-crow of morning, the noise ceased. The curtains went up and the fire of coals were gone. The place was as though swept with a broom so clean from every trace of what had happened. The following night, I was again alone, but had not yet undressed or lain down, when a great stout man suddenly opened the door and came in. He had on his head a soldier's felt hat and on his body a blue tunic like one of the underlings of the Yamen. He took hold of me and tried to drag me out. I was then young and vigorous and had no intention of yielding to him. So we entered on a tussle. The moon was bright and the night clear but I, unable to hold my own, was pulled out into the court. He lifted me up swung me round and round then went up to the highest terrace and threw me down so that I was terribly stunned he stood in front of me and kept me a prisoner there was a garden to the rear of the house and a wall round it I looked and within the wall were a dozen or so of people they were all dressed in military hats and coats and they kept shouting out don't hurt him "'Don't hurt him.' "'The man that mishandled me, however, said in reply, "'It's none of your business. None of your business.' "'But they still kept up the cry. "'Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him.' "'And he on the other hand cried, "'Never you mind. None of your business.' "'They shouted, "'The man is a gentleman of the military class. Do not hurt him.' The fellow merely said in reply, even though he is, it's none of your business. So he took me by two hands and flung me up into the air, till I went halfway or more to heaven. Then in my fall, I went shooting past keong province, past chung Chong, and at last fell to the ground in Chulla. In my flight through space, I saw all the county towns, all the provinces as clear as day. Again in Chula, it tossed me up once more. Again, I was shooting up into the sky and falling northward till I found myself at home, lying stupefied below the veranda terrace. Once more, I could hear the voice of the group in the garden shouting, Don't hurt him! Don't hurt him! But the man said, None of your business, your business. He took me once, up once more and flung me up again, and away I went speeding off to Chulla, and back I came again, two or three times in all. Then one of the group in the garden came forward, took my tormentor by the hand, and led him away. They all met for a little to talk and laugh over the matter, and then scattered and were gone, so they were not seen ever again. I lay motionless at the foot of the terrace till the following morning, when my father found me and had me taken in hand and cared for, so that I came too, and we all left the haunted house never to go back. There are various reasons by which a place may be denominated a haunted house. The fact that there was hobgoblins in it makes it haunted. If a good or superior man enters such a place, the goblins move away, and no word of being haunted will be heard. Charles saw the goblins and was greatly injured, I understand that it is not only a question of men fearing the goblins, but they also fear men. The fact that there are so few people that they fear is the saddest case of all. Chow was afraid of the goblins. That is why they continued to trouble him so. The End And that is the tale of the Hobgoblin, Korean fairy tale though is very different to ours, but interesting indeed. Thank you for listening, and many blessings.